Good morning, International Christian Fellowship online campus. You see, I have this sign that says smile because today is a great day for you to smile and remember that God has a great word for you. We're so glad you decided to join our service online. I pray that you'll enter into worship. I pray that you'll receive from the ministry of the word. And in the end, I pray that you will make a new commitment for this week and the coming weeks that you will follow the Lord, you will listen to the Lord, and you will live for him with a smile on your face. Enjoy the service. Thank you. You should have gotten your communion when you came in. And um, that individual cup is you peel back a layer that has your wafer, and then you'll peel back the second layer for the juice. And I'll talk to you more. We're going to do communion together, and uh, I'm so happy to be back. I just heard and watched and saw so many wonderful things and awesome ministry going onward. And so we praise God for what he's doing. Amen? Amen. Amen. Jesus is Lord. And we are here to celebrate Jesus, even in this day of communion. I asked, we normally would do communion on the first Sunday of the month, but I asked for us to do it this Sunday so I could do it with you today. Um, we serve an open communion here, so that means that all are able to partake, but we follow what the scripture says, and the scripture instructs us in 1 Corinthians chapter 11. I want to read some of that to you, and I want you to evaluate in your heart and your life as you think about what Jesus did on the cross. We remember every month. The Bible says, do this in remembrance of me. So in 1 Corinthians 11, verse 23, it says, For I received from the Lord what I passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Verse 27 says, So then, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and the blood of Jesus. Everyone ought to examine themselves before they eat of the bread or drink from the cup. We know that Jesus bore the stripes on his back on that cross for our healing. And as we break our bread together and we partake together, I want you to say to Jesus, Father, thank you. You have declared healing over my body. You have made provision, supernatural. It's not something we understand in the natural. It's something in the supernatural that Jesus does to bring healing. Now, I want you to think about something as you get ready to take this bread today. The healing is not just physical. The healing can be emotional, can be mental, can be spiritual, financial. God heals us. We know it's physical. He took those physical stripes. But there are many ways that God brings divine healing to our lives. So I want you to pray with me. Father, I thank you for the stripes you bore, for my healing, for the healing of those I love and petition you for. I thank you that you sacrificed on the cross. Lord, we ask you to examine ourselves. Show us if there's anything that we need to purify and cleanse in our lives. We acknowledge by receiving the bread that you are Jesus Christ, Lord over everything, supreme over all. 
we receive this bread together in confirmation that you are the God of healing. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's take the bread together. In 1 Corinthians eleven twenty five, 25, it says, In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. The cup symbolizing his blood that was shed on the cross for our sins. Isaiah 53, 5 says, He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. This is Palm Sunday. This is the Sunday before Easter. This is the Sunday when we remember, as Jesus gathered with his disciples, knowing that there would be betrayal, knowing that there would be a consequence to his obedience to the Father, he said, Lord, not my will, but thine be done, right? And so as we partake of this cup together and we examine our hearts, you don't have to wait till the end of a message. You can do it right now. You can say, Jesus, forgive me. Take away the impurities in my life. Make me pure before God today, right now, as I remember what Jesus did on the cross. We don't take it for granted. I never want to forget what Jesus did. And I need him every day, every hour, in every situation. So, Father, as we prepare to take the cup in remembrance and symbolism of you shedding your blood on the cross for our sins, we thank you, Lord, for what you did. We thank you for the sacrifices. We thank you for what this Sunday represents for next Sunday, God. Resurrection power. And right now, I pray that anyone who has sin or guilt or shame or turmoil in their heart, that they would know as they yield to you, Jesus, you wash them white as snow. Purify us as we honor you in our lives. And we respect you, Jesus. You are the Lord over all. We thank you for your sacrifice. And we will drink together in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can you just lift your hands right where you are for a moment and tell the Lord, thank you? The Bible says we lift our hands. We sing praises unto him. We meditate upon him. Father, right now, you know the needs that are represented in this room. You know the, the questions that are in people's minds today. And I pray that you will remind them that they can be completely convinced of your supremacy and your sufficiency for every need in our lives. We thank you for it in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said together, amen. Thank you so much, Marlon. I appreciate that. Amen. 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 Well, I am so excited to be with you today. I want you to know and meet our newest missionary associate who's going to be with me and helping for three months. You'll get to meet her some more. I'll have her share next week, maybe, or the week after. We'll see soon. Jesse, will you just stand and wave at everybody? This is Jesse. And the Lord knew, um, Jesse, talk about persistence and knowing God's sufficiency and supremacy. She had her funds raised 
As missionaries, you know, we raise our funds in America to come and support the work here in Italy. And she had her funds raised two years ago and COVID hit, but she did not give up on the dream and the calling that God had placed on her life for Rome. And so I want you to know she persevered and she did not yield to delay after delay after delay. So we're very, very thankful. I want you to welcome her, make her feel loved. Jesse, everybody say hi, Jesse. If you're on the chat online, you can type it in the chat. Say, hi, Jesse," and she'll know you were there. Um, I also want to let you know that um, I had amazing ministry in the U.S. Uh, I think I was in six states in four weeks and multiple services and conventions and great new friends that are probably joining me today online. God really did some amazing things, expanding our partnerships for what he wants to do here in Rome. You can pray for me, though. Um, I was bringing a whole bunch of things back to ICF Rome and to the church, and I have four suitcases. None of them came. So today, if Jessie leaves, it's not because she's upset. She has my phone. The minute they call, which we think they might call in a little bit, she's going to go out and make the arrangement so that I don't lose my suitcases that they have finally said they know where they are and they should be here. So you pray that all those supplies are still in those suitcases that have been wandering around America for two weeks, or uh, two days, not two weeks, two days. But it feels like two weeks when I don't have any of my stuff. So (laughs) um, God is faithful. My daughters all send their greetings, and I got to be with daughters and grandchildren too for like two days, um, each one. But um, in those places of ministry were just amazing and wonderful and so um, just thank you for loving our family and loving our church all of our special guests told me what a wonderful wonderful congregation we have here at ICF Rome and we welcome those who are new thank you for joining us today we're happy you're here this morning I will continue um, that great message that Alex started for us last week did you guys enjoy Alex's message last week good job As he began the theme for this month, completely convinced of his supremacy and sufficiency. I want us to look at Colossians 2.15, which is our verse for the month. We have a verse for the year, Colossians 2.10. And I want you to know that no matter what's going on in your life, Jesus wants you to know from the word of God, you are not incomplete. You are not insufficient. You are enough because Jesus is enough. Amen? So Colossians 2.15 today says, And having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. Now think about it. They thought they killed him. They thought it was over and finished. No more Jesus. But that is not true. Amen? Amen? So supremacy, Alex talked to you about it last week, but I'm going to remind you, the state or condition of being superior to all others in power, authority, or status. I mean, I love being the pastor of this church, but I am not supreme over all others in authority, power, and status. I want you to know that. I pray and appreciate government and presidents and prime ministers, but guess what? They are not supreme authority overall. They have limitations. God has no limitations. 
Type that in the chat online. God has no limitations. Isn't that awesome? There's not one thing in our life that God can't help us walk through. That is supremacy. Sufficiency is an adequate amount of something, especially of something essential. I don't know about you, but, you know, in this, even this weekend, I can honestly tell you, I needed a sufficient amount of peace to not worry and fret over my four pieces of suitcase. <laughs> and I really, I mean, I don't want to miss the call, and I want them to give me the suitcases, and there's a lot of value in there, but I have a peace, and that's how practical I believe God is. I have other things that I dealt with while I was in the U.S. with family and health of, of family members. But I had a sufficient amount of peace for every day and every circumstance. I want you to know this morning, Jesus wants you to know he is sufficient for what you need. For the questions and the things and the unknown in your life, he's sufficient. Say sufficient. Type it in the chat. He is sufficient. He is more than enough. Amen? Last week, Alex reminded us the meaning of supremacy, and I love this, Alex. He said it's not a democracy. It's a theocracy where God is in total control. Now, that's kind of hard for all of us. You know, I believe the enemy would like nothing better than for all of us to say, I'm in charge of my life. And you can say that if you want to, because God says you get to choose every day who you're going to serve. But if you choose God, it's not a democracy. It's a theocracy. He's in charge. And isn't that comforting to know that when he's in charge, my job is not in charge of my destiny. My health is not in charge of my destiny. My loss or my pain is not in charge of my destiny. God is in charge of everything. And he is supreme and sufficient, so I don't need to worry. Alex also talked to you about Daniel and the reminder of God's sufficiency in Daniel's life because Daniel remained steadfast to God, right? Daniel kept praying to God no matter what the society around him was telling him to do, even if it meant going into the lion's den, right? He knew his God would be supreme and sufficient for his life, whatever the circumstance was. You know, a lot of times I think we pray and we say, yes, God is supreme. I got my contract. I got my job. I got a good doctor's report. But when the Lord begins to say, hold up, I want you to pause for a minute. I want you to be still in my presence. I want you to wait. I'm working something out. Wait. It's a little bit harder to say, God, you're supreme, but, but really, God, I need you to do this right now. And God is saying, I'm in charge. I'm in charge of the timetable. Amen? And there's no fretting in that. This month is Easter. I love Easter. It's one of the most powerful months in the church, in the Christian church. And we're going to talk, and, and we've gone, and we're next week. I'm so excited. We're going to go on a journey from the cross to the tomb to the throne of heaven. 
a journey of the complete power and sufficiency of Christ in each of our lives. Those who are going to stay after today for practice, thank you. Those who are going to be here next Saturday for dress rehearsal, thank you. We want you to be a part. There are some powerful testimonies and drama and dance and people of all ages and stages that are going to be participating in the, in the Easter service next week. You do not want to miss it. Jesus, think about this. Jesus is the only Messiah not left in a tomb for people to mourn. You know, I love living in Rome, Jesse. It's awesome. I can see where Paul, the apostle, was buried. I can go to the prison where Peter and Paul was. But my Jesus does not have a tomb anywhere in Rome, anywhere in Israel. Amen? My Jesus is risen. So he is alive, and he is supreme over all, and he is more than enough because he triumphed over that cross. In his presence, we become triumphant. It is something, the Bible says, put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. So we can be triumphant even if we don't feel triumphant. Amen? Because God is the supreme one. So I ask you this morning this question. What will you do with what you believe? It's not enough just to believe it. A lot of people, the Bible says a lot of people are going to say, Lord, Lord, and he's going to say, depart from me. You didn't do anything with the Lord, Lord. You didn't even act like you knew me outside of the synagogue, outside of the temple, right? So I ask you, what will you do with what you believe? If we believe that we are complete in Christ... If we believe that he is supreme and sufficient, then that means we get up, we get ready for the day, for the adventure, for the mountain we have to climb that day, and we say, Lord, you're supreme. I may not have this today, but you have this, and you're going to help me. Colossians chapter 2, verse 14 and 15 says this. He canceled the record of the charges against us. Somebody say amen to that. He canceled it. You know, like if you had charges on your credit card or your debit card or your bank card, and God just came in and said, you have no more charges. You have no more debt. Can somebody say amen to that? That he canceled all the charges against my life and took it away by nailing it to the cross. In this way, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by victory over them on the cross. That is powerful. That's not something that I just lightly take for granted. So I have a few points for you this morning. Number one, if we are completely convinced of Christ's resurrection power, our actions and our reactions, say reactions, our actions and our reactions will follow his character. You know, my action is that I love you, Jesus. I take communion. My action is that I'm choosing to live for Christ and to keep sin as far away as possible and to recognize God. But my reaction, like maybe sometimes in the car, when there's people driving all around me, I have a reaction to the cars and the traffic and the motorcycles. But I'm responsible for my reactions. Amen? Doesn't mean I'm perfect. 
Sometimes I have to say, Jesus, forgive me. I got sort of mad at that person that cut me off and almost ran into my car. Jesus, forgive me. Help me. But I am responsible for my reactions. And sometimes I think we forget that our reactions are also supposed to follow his character. Acts chapter 4, verse 12 and 13 and verse 31, if you're writing notes, says this. Salvation is found in no one else. For there is no other name. Say, no other name. No other name. Amen. Under heaven, by which we must be saved. When they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished and they took note that these men had been with Jesus. And it says, after they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. That's the power of supremacy of God. That salvation is found in no one else. And that I'm learning how to let my life follow Jesus. And then like Peter and John, God takes ordinary men and people become astonished. How did your life change? Some of you may remember Sam's testimony of really one thing that's so powerful. Sam was one of our Indian students who became a worker here and has gone back to India and gotten married and doing great. But just by changing his vocabulary when he was stressed to say, thank you, Jesus. Bose, is it true? Yes. Bose was his roommate. Thank you, Jesus, instead of, oh, my God, oh, my God. Thank you, Jesus. And he said... I have found so much joy, so much peace. His reactions began to follow God's character because he began, he had prayed. He had been in the presence of God. And it changed the DNA of the way he does life. What happens when you live with supreme God at work? What will you do with what you believe? I want you to activate his gifts. Put them into practice, the gifts, the fruits of the Spirit. Activate his promises. God, you said you'd be with me. Today I feel alone, and you said you would be with me. God, you said the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I have everything I need. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will not be afraid. I declare the promises. That's what we do in our Wednesday night online prayer time. Thank you so much to everyone who helped in that process as well. My gift that I activate, though, hear me, it's not for me. You're like, what are you talking about, Pastor Jen? You just said to activate the gift. My gift is for someone else. Jesus didn't go to the cross for himself. He went to the cross for you and me. He, he gave a gift for us. Now he comes into us and he says, I want you to activate the gifts in your life, the character of Christ for someone else. That's why we have discipleship classes in between the two services, so you can grow. That's why we're going to have a young families gathering after second service, because my gift is not for me. It's for others. It's so that we grow together. In 2 Timothy 1, 6, and 7, Paul said to Timothy, stir up this flame in your life. Stir up the gift of God, which is in you by the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind or self-control. 
We recognize this verse. A lot of times people use it to say, don't be afraid. God has not given us the spirit of fear. But this verse is actually about the gifts. God is saying, I want you to use your gifts. We got new singers and new instrument people. Don't be afraid to use your gift. We've got new hosting team members that are welcoming people as they come in. And I can't thank you enough for people who say, I felt so welcomed and loved in this church. But in this verse, he's saying, I've given you gifts. Stir it up and don't be afraid or shy or intimidated for God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and self-control. Paul went on to say, woe is me if I don't release the gift of God. He was calling a curse upon himself, Paul was, if I don't operate in these gifts. Paul knew trouble. Daniel knew trouble. Joshua knew trouble. Queen Esther, she knew trouble in her kingdom. Ruth and Noemi knew trouble, but they did not shrink back. Amen. God used their talents and abilities, each of those people, gifts that they had, to declare his supremacy to someone else. Daniel was declaring the supremacy of God and yet faced persecution. Esther was declaring the supremacy of God. Ruth declared the supremacy of God. Are you, by your actions and reactions, declaring the supremacy of God? But there will be trouble. So the second point is we don't shrink at trouble. Say, we don't shrink. I don't shrink. We don't shrink at trouble. We rise up. Hebrews 10, 39 says this. We do not belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed, but to those who have faith and are saved, not by might nor by power, but by his strength. We thank the Lord. We thank God for what he's doing. We recognize the power of his name. We sing and worship to him to say, Lord, you're in control of my life. In Luke chapter 19, verse 13, it says, Jesus said in the parable, occupy until I come. So the, they had treasures, right? But he said in that parable, occupy till I come. Don't pull back. Don't hide. Be busy. Get busy for the Lord. We are getting ready to have a lot of restrictions lifted. And you, this church, has done a phenomenal job of staying connected and plugged in. And I'm so thankful for that. But remember, this is not the time that we pull back or we lay down or we don't do enough. This is the time to rise up and to press forward in Jesus' name. Amen? So the third thing we have to do when we recognize that he is supreme is understand that God is going to bring out these core values in our life, our actions and our reactions. What will you do with what you believe? Will you say to the Lord, take fear away and give me faith? Take doubt away and give me confidence and courage. Take a spirit of selfishness away from me and give me a spirit of generosity, generosity of time, generosity of grace to others. And so, number three, being completely convinced, our actions and our reactions follow his character, and we remove the veil of fear and doubt. Really, if we are convinced of Christ's supremacy, we no longer have fear or doubt. 
2 Corinthians 3, 16 and 18 says, Whenever anyone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Hallelujah. You know, the veil, the thing that makes us not see clearly, the things that, that disguises what we see out there. Whenever someone believes in the Lord, the veil is taken away. And now the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Amen. And we all with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory. And we're being transformed our character, into an ever-increasing image of his increasing glory, which comes from the Lord. Freedom from fear, freedom from doubt, freedom from habits, actions and reactions that hinder us. Trouble in this world transforms our trust in God who made the world. I want to say it again. Troubles in this world transforms our trust in the God who made this world. We have guests here today, and I don't know if you followed our story or how you found us, but we suddenly and unexpectedly lost my beloved husband of 43 years and the pastor of this church for eight years, Pastor Rick, last June. And I will tell you, it was unexpected, and it was sudden, and it was painful. And I miss him, and I know many of you miss him. But trouble transforms our trust in God. I'm here because I'm still here and I'm not done. And the Lord has a thing for us to do for the kingdom of God together. Amen? So I don't come to you today with words that have no meaning or with actions that I have not had to put into practice myself. I bring them to you to say, trouble transforms our trust in the God who made the world where, tr where trouble happens. This is why Jesus went to the cross, so that you and I could be transformed in his image. And lastly, this morning, as the worship team comes, a person completely convinced of Christ is bold in faith, and it shows in lifestyle. Bold in faith. Say bold. I like to know that you're out there with me. I want you to say, I will be bold. So many of you, I know your stories, and I know your boldness. I am thankful that you have not given up on walking with Jesus. I am thankful that no matter what the circumstances are, we can be bold in faith and in our lifestyle. 2 Corinthians 3.12 says, Therefore, since we have such a hope, we are very bold. Amen? We're, we're not of those who shrink back. We're not weak and wimpy, right? We're not. We, it doesn't mean that in myself, I mean, you know, I had a lot of conversations with Jesus in the past month, but here's how God works. So I had left all my children. I got to be with them for little nuggets of time, two days here, two days there, and lots of travel, all my little grandkids. And I was sitting in the airport thinking, now I got to go carry all these four bags by myself and I don't have anybody to help me and you know maybe I was having a little pity party for a minute but I felt the Holy Spirit saying I'm with you you don't shrink back you don't shrink back Jesse's coming get it together you got to be strong Jesse's going to be with you and about that time in the airport I got a phone call from my Assemblies of God World Missions head director 
just speaking life into my life, into my ministry, inviting me to do some special things. And just, it was like the Holy Spirit heard me. And he's like, Jen, <laughs> I got you covered. I got you covered from the very top all the way down through the regional, through the area, all the directors that walk, speak into my life. But I got you covered. And I'm, I'm providing. As I gave sacrificially to go, do you know many churches gave sacrificially into the funds that I, I bring back? That's God. That's not me. That's me saying, you're transforming me. I'm not bold in myself, but in the power of him, I am bold. 1 John 2, 28, 28 says this, And now, little children, abide in him, so that when he appears, we may have confidence and not shrink from him in shame at his coming. I'm asking you this morning, if Jesus walked right up to you right now today, would you shrink back and say, maybe I haven't done enough? I want us to be able to say, I would be bold. I'd be able to walk right up to my master and say, I love you. I'm doing everything I can, not in my own self, but because you've been with me. I'd want to wrap my arms around him and say, thank you. You've been with me. You've given me courage. You've given me strength. You've given me faith. Oh, Jesus, I love you so much. Can you imagine? That's how he wants relationship with you. Not to shriek back, but to say, God, because you were bold on the cross, because you conquered death, hell, and the grave, I can believe in the supremacy, amen, and the sufficiency of the power of the resurrection. What will you do with what you believe? I pray every week we're transformed. I pray every week you respond to the invitation because I never want us to be lukewarm. I never want us to be cold or indifferent. It is not enough to believe here. I have to walk out my belief in my actions and my reactions and my decisions. John 14, 15 says, if you love me, obey my commandments. In the original Greek, if you fall in love with me, Jesus says, you will take action to love me back through your obedience. If you fall in love with me, you'll take action. This morning, the Worship team is going to sing. I want you to stand all over this place. And I'm going to ask you this morning as we go to the Lord in song that we are saying to the Lord, that's the power of his name. That's the power of his name. I want you to bow your heads for just a moment. I'm going to ask you to make a public declaration. Not You're not going to come to the front right now. But I want you to make a public declaration. If you have not said to Jesus lately, you're in charge. This is Pastor Jennifer, and I want to say to you, I'm so thankful that you were able to participate in the service today. And now is the time when we make a decision to pray. To um, It's a step of action that we take after hearing the Word of God. And so first and foremost, I want to invite you, if you've never asked Jesus into your heart, that right now today, you invite Jesus to be the Lord of your life. So I want you to pray with me, and then I want you to send me an email or a message that says, you know what, I'm making a new start with Jesus because of what I did today. So just pray with me right now. Dear Lord Jesus, you say it. Dear Lord Jesus, I ask you right now to come into my life 
to forgive me of all my sins and disobedience to the word of God. And Lord, take all of me and help me to serve you in the days to come. From this day forward, for the rest of my life, I'm going to live for Jesus with the help of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I am so glad you prayed that prayer. And you know what? We don't live in private. We live in public. So tell somebody, you know what? I'm serving God now. I'm walking with Jesus now. Find someone who can help you on this new journey in this new season. Because even in new seasons and deeper walks with the Lord, we need each other. The second thing I want to say to you this morning is I know that there are many of you that are watching online that have burdens. Maybe you're home because you're sick or you've had an unfortunate circumstance. And so today, I want you to know that we at ICF Rome are your church family and we're praying for you. And so right now, I'm praying that the God of heaven, the Lord Jesus Christ, and the power of the Holy Spirit would come into that room and that place where you're watching and you would feel the miraculous working power of Jesus. I want you to know that the Lord is with you. You're not a alone and he is going to help you and sustain you. I pray for those who are in need financially that God will open the windows of heaven and begin to pour favor on your life. You'll see the answers to the prayers you've been praying. I pray for the miracle power of healing to flow in your body right now. If you're sick, I want you to touch your head, your heart, your lungs, the part of your body, and I want you to believe as I'm believing with you right now that the healing virtue of God would flow into your body. We have seen stage three throat cancer healed. We have seen COVID healed and gone and disappeared. So I'm praying today that your healing would manifest in Jesus name and I pray that this will be one of the best weeks you've had because you will know that the Lord is walking with you I love you I'm thrilled that you're a part of our online campus and we're praying for you you send us a request you send us a testimony so we can celebrate together God bless you and have a wonderful